Today is Tuesday the 19th. It's the voicemail episode and producer BBD says you guys left some good ones. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy, and I have Jake with me. He's in his apartment in the Upper East Side. I'm in my apartment in Harlem, and we are Talking Yanks. BBD is in his house in 696 Trailside Drive, uh, Tom's River, Elizabethtown, New Jersey. Go send him a letter. Welcome to Talking Yanks. This episode is brought to you by Jesse Terranez, our most recent Patreon subscriber. Thank you very much, Jesse, for supporting us. Let's talk some baseball. Jake, how are you doing? James, I'm doing fairly well for you and I as we record. And excited to get in the voicemails. Like you said, uh, BBD said we got a good crop of voicemails on Ben Heller voicemail day. Mm-hmm. Uh, interested to see what the people brought to, t- to the table or maybe BBD's ass will be in the jackpot if he lied to us. And these so, are all brutal. And with his, and now everyone's going to be writing him letters to that address you just gave out. 696 so, Trailside uh, Drive, Tom's River, Elizabethtown, New Jersey. New Jersey. So send, yeah. get ready for those. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you doing, James? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. End of a long day. My back's hurting a little bit, but I still have energy left. I'm excited for voicemails. Yankees, Yankees baseball. Not much going on, Jake. They need to start giving us they some just, fake they rumors. Announced, they just announced pro sports will be allowed to be played in New York. I think that's a big thing. That's huge. Um, yeah. Because without that, they can't play them, you know? Bingo lay. Anything else going on in Yankees baseball? They need to start spreading some, like, you know, bullshit updates. Like like MLB Yeah, did. that's kind of true, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we had something going for a while. What was it? Um, Weren't the Yankees learning Cutter? Didn't, didn't we find that out from Caneland? No, no, no. Uh, knuckle curves. Knuckle curves. Yeah, Canely and Chad both had sick knuckle curves in camp. Like Yankee PR team, they got to at least bait something like that. Or I mean, give us anything. Like Miguel Andujar is working on going the other way with the ball. Like we, we could latch onto that for four hours on Twitter. Glaber was grilling some lobsters. Glaber just had a nice tweet. He had... Uh, 26.25.29. And that's the infielder's numbers. That was the whole tweet? Him, him, DJ, and Geo. Yeah, it was a nice picture of them all kneeling together. Shots fired at Andujar, huh? I don't think so. I think the shots kind of fired at, like, Voight. (laughs) Yeah, why did he leave Voight out? Uh, he picked like the the three infielders, second, third base, and short. They got a connection. Okay, 
Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So headline Glaber thinks there's a competition for first. He doesn't have a winner yet. I think, no, it should happen. I think Anduhar should post a picture. It should be him, Tyro and Wade. And be like, here's the Yankees starting infield this year. Hmm. We all just do numbers. Like, have we? It, did Boone ever say who had the shortstop job? I don't know if that was made official. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow, that's huge. Okay, I wonder if someone called in about that. Let's really uh, drama. Let's hop into this first voicemail that BBD says is the best. Oh, he BBD, you want me to re- listen to them in this order? Uh, it's a suggested order. I'll go with it. You're the producer. You don't, you don't have to, but I, no, 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 I no. if you took the time to order them, that takes a David, while. David, how are you? I'm well. Long day. Okay. All right. Nice. Thank you. My grandma woke me up very early this morning. How early mm. is very early? We're talking five uh, or not talking as seven? Early, not as early as the 4 a.m. day I told you about. Like it was, it was only like 6.30. I normally wake up at like 7.30, so it's not that big a deal. But... But uh, she's telling me the people were in the house. And Ooh. Um, okay. Well, let's go Mondays, to Mondays. The... I hate Mondays. Let's go to the first voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Josiah from Austin, Texas, wearing the uh, Houston Trash Rose shirt around town and pissing all my friends off. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I just kind of have a comment about this, as you described, non-starter uh, plan that was submitted this week um you know i'm i'm worried that baseball won't happen but i'm convinced that the mlb is just seeing what they can get away with i bet they have a list and they're just going down it and seeing where they get some traction um i wouldn't be surprised if we see a deal in the next couple weeks and they do have time um if they're going to start in july so i just thought i'd see what you guys think about that maybe trying to reassure you because you guys look worried in this uh, episode um go yanks uh, thanks, jo- Josiah. Our, our and that's Austin, which BBD showed us the map today. Uh, maybe we have to tweet out this map, the voicemail map. But Alabama, we got the whole South covered besides Alabama. Never been so disappointed in Bama before, Jake. Bullshit. Um, Roll damn tide, man. Yeah, right. And we don't have Michigan. That's crazy. I have my uncle calling. Uh, anyway, the non-starter plan. Terrible start, but. Uh, Trevor Plouffe and, and some people we talked to kind of kind of told Jake and I like, or, you know, maybe opened our eyes like, no, that's on purpose, man. They wanted to do that because they wanted the players to be the first group of the two to say no. So then the public turns on the players and not the owners. Uh, very big, good, very good PR move by the owners. Exhibit so, A, Blake Snell saying he, he wouldn't play for $2 million or whatever he said on his Twitch feed. That becomes the headline on every major news outlet instead of the o- instead of the headline being the owners <laughs> try to keep more money or yeah. however you want to list yeah, it. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, they uh, a tale as old as time, uh, Beauty and the Beast, is the, the owners put something out there. The players react to it. The players look like the bad guys. Um yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jim. I do have some new opinions, and I don't know. Are the voicemails labeled? Are we doing a lot of baseball coming back type stuff? Um, 
No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Well, I'll say this. I, I think I'm on a pretty firm the NBA is going to come back at some point uh, just because if they jump into the playoffs, I mean, they could basically create the bubble and mm-hmm. then they could be down to eight teams after like a week. Yeah, it's um, easier for them. Is, I mean, just so much easier to do. They pretty much had a regular season. They've got an easy path. NBA is going to come back. NFL just feels like uh, they're going to make something happen. That's what the NFL does. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's kind of funny. We we were on this, you know, will there be sports this year? You know, could baseball steal the spotlight? Now the story's almost turned to, like, the other sports are going to figure it out. Is baseball going to be invited to the dance? So hashtag last dance. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just really hope they figure it out, and hopefully this pro sports opening in New York and Cali makes it a thing, and uh, hopefully we're not sitting here in a few weeks saying that the owners, the players, and baseball in general blew it. Yeah, and we have this whole health thing, 70 pages of health guidelines, and, I mean, we're going to talk all about this with, with Trev because I want to get his opinions on it, but... You know, you can't social distance and play baseball at the same time. Either it's healthy to play baseball or it's not healthy to play baseball. And a lot of those provisions, and if you haven't heard, it's like no spitting, no like being next to each other in the dugout, any ball touched by multiple players gets thrown thrown away. It's all these things that like will never, ever be actually mandated. But a lot of them say when possible, which basically means... Don't give a fuck about this one. But when possible, try not to be close to each other. Yeah, it's, you know, they got to try to cover their butts. Like, it's, exactly. I, I think I, I think the MLB had to come out with this crazy plan because if they came in too light, people would have freaked out about that. So Definitely. That's exactly uh, you're what right. it is. I, I mean, so, so much of it would be tough to keep up on and enforce. But, hey, we rotate in and out a ton of baseballs anyway. So if, if they really want to make a thing about that, sure. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, I think the bigger thing is, um, man, I, I don't know. It just feels like things are happening and opening up and it's, it's not going to stop. I mean, it's, it's hard not to sound political because people want it to be, but I don't know. Uh, I, I just think stuff is going to open up and people, smart people are fighting. We're entering weird territory, but um, I don't know if, if you're not going to be at grips at baseball opening up cause there's a chance of more spreading, then I mean, you're kind of going to be right. And there's not an argument there. Um, if you're in the argument that this thing is kind of slowing down and there's different stats about stuff and you're okay with sports coming back, you're kind of going to feel you're right. There's no right answer right now. So no, it's uh, weird. It's just, I walk around weird. my neighborhood, like everyone's outside. It was 80 degrees and beautiful out over the weekend. Everyone's outside. Everyone, everyone around our block is wearing masks. I'm still blown away because I've heard other people say down in, uh, in lower Manhattan or or Midtown that it's like 50% wear masks up here. Everyone's wearing a mask. It's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I like want to clap for everyone. Like, wow, this is great. Good job, everyone. But some stores are open. Some stores are closed. Stores that are open are making good money, like lines, like the juice, the smoothie place open. Yeah. Doing good business. The Indian place that we like closed. And I don't understand. Is there a rule? Why would the, like there's people outside. 
that would buy your stuff. They'll be safe about it. It's only two people allowed inside at a time where, oh, you can't come in here if you don't wear a mask. And everyone's uh, agreeing to do those. But I'm confused about the businesses that are closed because it seems like the clientele is right there. Yeah, I think the non-essential stuff still goes. I think restaurants and places like that had their choice. Like, I think your Indian restaurant could be open if they wanted to. Um, I, I don't know exactly the details going on behind the scenes there. I'll try to get my insight on it. Please. But, uh, yeah, man, and it's uh, uh, I think we're just kind of in this mask, be safe lifestyle. I mean, what I see around here is mask life, and people at the park are being smart for the most part, and who knows, man? Who Do you knows? take your mask off when there's like, when you're looking ahead of you and they're like, all right, there's no one in my bubble and no one's going to cross me for a good hundred yards. I'm going mask dangle from the ear mode. Uh, no, I mean, if I'm outside, I'm going to be masked except the, the one day we, I like hung out at the park and we had like our area, like I lowered the mask. Um, cause I mean, we hung out at the park for a couple hours, but I mean, if I'm outside and I'm doing my task, like I'm just going to leave it on. I hate the mask so much. If I see, you know, I like, I just walk around desperate for an opening. Like I'm looking, looking for, for openings. I'm looking for openings in the crowd so I can lower the mask with my hand and someone comes around, bam, right back on. I hate the mask so much. I'll wear it when people are in my bubble. I hate it like with a fiery passion, but I always have. My, my parents would try to I'm, buy. I'm too dumb. I would leave it. I would leave it down. It's like driving with your, your, uh, your headlights on. Your brights on, you know, in the country roads. You hold them on, you leave them on. As soon as a car coming, you got to turn it off. Those are the rules of the road on dark country roads and like, you know, Newtown, Southbury. It's like that with the mask. See someone coming, bam, on. I got open space. It's off because I hate it with a fiery passion. Sure. All right. Next voicemail. Thanks, Josiah. Hey, fellas. This is Mike from uh, from New York City. Um Real quick question. Uh, I think it's it's been made pretty clear that um, if and when baseball comes back, it's not going to be in the same format. You know, talking about round robin and, and whatnot. Uh, playoffs will probably look really different. And uh, if the Yankees happen to win the World Series this year, you think, um, you know, people are going to get a lot of flack for it? You think uh, people are going to maybe look at that World Series with an asterisk next to it? So, um just wondering what your take on that is. Uh, so, yep, thanks for taking my call. See you, fellas. We, we did this a couple episodes ago at length. So, we we both have a stance here, and it's Jake's stance, and I, I we both agree with it. I actually was on WFAN with Evan Roberts over the weekend, and he asked the same question, and he had the same exact thing as you and I. Everyone needs to handshake agree before the season even starts. We're all doing the same bullshit here. If it's 80 games... It counts. It's legitimate. I told Evan, and then, you know, if something really weird happens, like the Reds win the World Series and the Yankees don't even make the playoffs, I will write in my diary over and over again, that was bullshit, that didn't count. But publicly, I'll have to say, wow, good job, Reds, because I shook hands. I think that's the agreement everyone has to do, right? Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting. Let's say we get to this world and there are some big-time players that sit out. Um you know, pe- people will get loud, say the Yankees met the Angels in the first round of the playoffs and Trout sat out. You know, people are going to get loud then, and I kind of get it. That's what um, Evan followed up with, and I said the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's tough. If, like, Cole's not pitching yeah. and Trout's not there. 
that 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 starts to get a little hairier but uh i don't know i've also i've kind of come around on that because i thought more guys would sit out but man could you imagine being a ball player and that's all you know and you're watching all your peers play baseball and you're not i don't think yeah Um, i don't think you're gonna get a lot of people that sit out like that that inner competitor like these guys are wired differently these guys are the best competitors in the world um so i don't think you'd see a ton of that yeah handshakes that whatever happens happens and man uh, like if they were to get this 82 game season or whatever it is, uh, the stuff gets forgotten over time, man. Like that, that Astro flag is, is going to fly and people, people will get mad, but more people will forget the, and basketball with the last dance going on. Everyone's talking about great NBA teams. The Spurs, one of their titles is in a shortened NBA season. And, uh, one, there was a sports analyst that said something like, yeah, you know, so a lot of people talk about the Spurs and their four and a half trophies, and it's like, no, no one talks about that. Like they just count it. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you bringing that up is more weird <laughs> than a lot of people are not. saying. So no, you know, it, no. if if this year happens, I, I think you know, twenty years in the future, they'd be like, oh, that was the shortened Corona season, and that's it. I agree with you. Um, I do think that the Astros one will. Always be tainted. Like, yeah, like Mark people McGuire. People get loud about that one. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what Evan also said. He's like, yeah, like, McGuire, that was 20 years ago, and it, it is not forgotten. People do not consider him the home run champ, you know? True. Well, he got beat, but still. So, same thing. Yeah. All right. Old friend Jordan from Boston calling. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. So, Aaron, knew, uh, Aaron Judge news comes out. It's not going to be available till summertime, which is what Cashman expected. None of us really kind of knew that. Um, I love Aaron Judge. He's, I'm not saying he's the next captain, but he's definitely the leader of the team. But all these injuries starting to get to me. I'm not saying he's injury prone. I don't want to say anything bad about him, but I'm, I'm just worried. I'm worried about the future of Aaron Judge. If he's ever going to play a full 152 or even close to that, is he going to be injured every year? Are we going to have this conversation every year about when's he going to come back? How long is it going to be? I don't know. I'm just concerned about the big guy. I don't know what, if that's even a question, but go Yanks. Um, I I don't I don't have in my head that Judge will ever play a 150 game season. I'm basically allowing him to miss a month every year because that's like kind of what I've been beaten down to just think, and. And like when people are like, are we ever going to see him play 150 something games? Like my head's like, no, you're fucking nuts. Cause I, I don't see any reason why you would think that at this point. Now I'm not trying to knock him and say that makes him not worthwhile because you know, five months out of six months, he can still do a lot of damage. And if he's healthy for the playoffs, great. Uh, so it's not like, I'm not trying to be like, ah, he's, he's worthless because he misses a month every year. I think you can still be very, like amazing. Look at his stats when he plays. He's amazing. But I, in my head, do I ever think we'll see a 150 season at a judge? No. Yeah, I mean one 150 is like kind of the almost the the perfect season at this point, right? If you're taking two off days a month, you know, during a regular 162, I mean that almost lands you perfectly at a buck 50 game. So, is there a world where that can happen? Sure. But I mean, if Aaron Judge gets nicked up, and I, again, that's almost a perfect season, and he just misses like a week, um, you know, you start getting closer to that 140 number, which I, I think that's what people want to see. I mean, our, you know, give us, give us three 140 game seasons, and what Aaron Judge will do will be special. Now we stumbled into this the other day because um, it was kind of on my mind, but it's the you know everyone was doing the Judge future captain stuff. 
for a couple years. Now him and Glaber, man, uh, you know, Glaber's the young guy and he's a, he's a leader in his own way. And for everything he does at his age and judge, I mean, you look at guys, MLB careers and how quickly things can pass sometimes and it starts to get scarier. I think CC came out the other day and said like, both of them are great leaders. <laughs> Neither is going to be the captain until they sign a long-term deal anyway, which may not even happen. Like there, no worry about captain. That's we're so far out from anyone. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, if you, if you tell me to plan judges year, I'm going to say, well, I'll probably miss a month every year with some sort of injury. That's just where I'm at. And I'm not trying to be incredibly negative or incredibly down on him. Cause I'm still very high on having judge play five months a year, but he's a big dude. And, and a lot of them have, you know, I mean, this one's pretty weird injury, this upper rib. It's not like, you know, uh, it's not like a, a strain somewhere, a soft injury. The Junis one, I mean, that's freaking shitty. That's nothing to do with being like, you know, some are to do with being injury prone, like the oblique, the oblique may hurt him a lot. I mean, he, he could, his oblique could pop again at any moment. That's like a reoccurring shitty, shitty injury prone injury. The, the Junis one isn't, um, but he, you know, he's got his, uh, it's up and down. I don't know. Give the only me, give one me. way to stop the narrative play games. Play games and when he plays. And, dude, and I'm fine with people being hesitant about injuries with Judge. Sometimes on, like, Reddit and places, you still people just, like, he strikes out too much. And it's like, have you seen his numbers? And that's where I get where I think he's dude, criminally I, I think he's criminally underrated, especially by, by Yankees fans and by non-Yankees fans especially. Like, when he is healthy, yeah. the numbers are unreal. And it, you you almost understand it. Like if you're a if you're a non-Yankee fan, you think there's some Yankee stuff to it with this giant human who hits home runs. He does so much more than that. It's special to watch. And uh, I don't know if our guy Gary's on the list. I uh, I, almost, I almost got hot over some Gary slander this weekend. Uh, oh yeah. Felt good to feel. Felt good to feel anything. What you see? Man, I think there was a guy in the post that wrote a Gary Sanchez clickbaity article. But he talked to my guy, Mark Simon, from Sports Information Solutions or whatever. And they said that, at like all defensive stats, all defensive stats, they're advancing them. And they went through Gary's year. Like, Gary had a that year Gary was really good at pitch framing. Like, net-net defensively, it basically came out that Gary Sanchez was an average catcher. Mm -hmm. Last year, uh, Gary Sanchez blocking was so much better, but his pitch framing wasn't as good. And mm -hmm. I think net-net, he was, like, slightly negative or again, neutral as a defensive catcher. And they talked about how he has really good arm strength. So, I mean, the article led to saying like, Hey, you know, there is a chance Gary Sanchez could put together a good defensive season and dude, the comments on Twitter under the article is like, yeah, but you can't fix lazy. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet. <laughs> I'm so, I mean, I used to be fucking, I used yeah. to be in those weeds. I'm like, I'm on the other side of the weeds, just laughing at anyone that tries to like go in there. Like, Oh, I've been through that mud. I've been, yeah. I'm, I don't even enter it anymore, but I will say this catcher and shortstop. It's the same thing with when people knock cheaters defense, go find me a shortstop. That's really, really good at defense. That does a third of what Jeter did offensively. Please find him for me. If you want a lights-out defensive catcher or a lights-out defensive shortstop, guess what you're getting offensively? 
Nothing. Zero. So if you want some guy who actually is a threat in the lineup and can be a average to above average defensive player at shortstop or catcher, fucking take it and quit your bitching. You do not get guys who hit are, you know, the second fastest player to ever hit a hundred home runs is not also going to be Yadier Molina behind the plate. You know what Yadi stats are? He's like a 750 OPS dude. I'll take a slight downgrade behind the plate for a fucking beast in the box. It's, it's, you know, we're not talking about right field first base. Talking about premier defensive positions and also big bats. It's so stupid. So anyway, there's a rant. There it is, baby. (laughs) It's annoying. Go look around the league, find a really good defensive catcher and tell me if you, you trade for his offense. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure people can pick like, you know, one or two out. But I doubt you're going to be that excited about what you find. Hey, guys. This is Noah from Mississippi. Huge fan of the pod. Um, I feel like a lot of people were ready to see the Yankees have the top rotation in baseball. And with them losing Seve, uh, where do you think the rotation now ranks? Thanks. Um, Jesus, <laughs> like across baseball. I mean, when you had Sevy and, and I don't, I don't know, man, it's not good anymore. It changes. Yeah. I remember this, this was a big, this was a big combo before the season. And I mean, the Yanks are still up there. I mean, Paxton tank Cole, they, they can figure it out. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always on that J Hap train, baby. Uh, I think it came down to like the Nats still have a really good rotation when everyone's healthy. Mets, uh, the Mets. Um, and then I feel like there's one, Oh, the Rays. Like if all those dudes figure it out, I I think that's, that's kind of the, the conversation there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Severin now helps Paxton being healthy does help. Um, Hap with his newfound whippiness. Oh my god. Whippy. Dude's whippy. Psy Hap. Uh I would still say it's top tier. I mean Rangers have a nice rotation. Depth wise. Reds have a nice rotation. I'm looking at him now. Indians. Yeah. Dodgers. There's good good pitching out there. What's the Astros now? Verlander, Granky, McCullers, your kitty Peacock. I mean, that's not. They have that as the ninth best rotation. I mean, it's two two good guys at the top. Oh sure. Oh sure. Top tier guys. Hey, this is Joseph again from Hobart, Virginia. Jimmy, I'm kind of curious. Why didn't the Yankees? contend again to win a title from well I should say why didn't the Yankees win a World Series from 2010 to 2012 when they still had the core four together and would be access if they had gotten prior to the 2009 season I'm just curious what your perspective uh, is on that thank you yeah um, well 2010 they got beat by Cliff Lee they tried to trade for Cliff Lee and they had it signed and ready to go. But then Matt Adams, was that his name? 
prospect for the Yankees failed his physical. So the Seattle pulled out of the deal and David Adams and pulled out of the yeah David Adams and pulled out of the deal, sent Cliff Lee to the Rangers. Yankees played the Rangers. Cliff Lee beat him twice. And that's kind of the difference in that postseason right there. Because uh, the Yankees could not hit Cliff Lee. So blame 2010 strictly on uh, David Adams. Pitching. I mean, it's really pitching. Right? Yeah. Actually, well, I mean, like 2013, 2014, 2015, there's a bad team. I mean, 2013, team. they were riding out all the injuries and all the old players, um, you know, they brought in McCann and Beltron and Beltron and um, who was the other big signing then Ellsbury. I mean, just some misses there, but really like just not, not enough pitching. Um, Corona 2012 Jeter's injury really hurt. Cause they were still pretty good then with Granderson um, and all that. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing that you've touched upon in this question before is the, I mean, it's how does a, a dynasty or a good team like that wind down? And I mean, you know, they, they were still throwing some of the old guys out there and the people that want to rip into Jeter's defensive stats. Yeah. You know, Jeter probably shouldn't have been picking it at shortstop from age 35 on, but you know what? I liked watching number two play shortstop. Is that a sin? I'm glad I didn't have to watch him patrol left field. Oh my uh, god! I kind I kind of liked suck. watching that dude play shortstop for the Yankees every game of his life. So uh, yeah, I mean the the dynasty was winding down, and you had some of the older guys fizzle out of their careers, and you know we didn't kick guys like Jeter or Jorge to the curb, things like that. Um, and then, yeah, when they go out and they make that giant 2009 free agency splash, you're paying for older players and the end of those baseball contracts never look great. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, then they kind of had to reset and get this young core they have now and be cashman, be very patient and not trade those guys away, which might be some stories you might find on John boy media coming up. Mm-hmm. In 2011, they ran into that Tigers team. That Tigers team was pretty good, man. I mean, Tigers team is up there on all time teams to not win. Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, and the Yankees were running out like uh, Freddie Garcia was their game two starter, mm-hmm. Nova, Sabathia. But yeah, I mean, if you watch the last dance, they decided not to let the Bulls dynasty fizzle out. And the Yankees kind of did, especially in 2013 when everyone got hurt. And instead of making trades to help 2014 as well, they were like, well, we're just going to get a bunch of replacement players for 13 because we're still going to go with our dudes in 14. And then when all those hurt guys came back in 14 and were old, it was like, well, ah, maybe we should have took our yeah. chance to, to do a little something different here. And some spoiled franchise stuff. I mean, the Yankees have had, what, a winning record for 26 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the numbers around there. So, you know, what? look at yourself as a Yankee fan and say, what would happen if the Yankees won, you know, 70 games for three straight years? Because that's how a lot of teams have to rebuild. I didn't like a lot. Of, uh, you know, did you, so, like, I'm looking at the 2012 team right here. Um and I should really look at 14 because that's what I'm talking about. Because, I mean, like 13, yeah. 13 so weird, man. 
Lyle Overbay. Yes, it was the searching for Yankee magic teams. 2014. Does uh, Vernon Wells have anything in the tank? Nope. See, so 2014, they, you know, they bring bring in Ellsbury, McCann, Beltron, Texas back, uh, Jeter, Gardner, Brian Roberts was the second baseman. Again, like, dude, it's the searching for magic team. Like, all those guys had pretty nice baseball careers, but none of them (laughs) were really with the Yanks. Brandon McCarthy had a good year with the Yanks that year. Remember that? Boom. Uh, Shane Green also had a good year. Put him into a trade right after that. Corota hated baseball. Dude, some weird pictures. Soriano was on that team in the beginning of 2014. Just forgot about that. You went off. Dean Anna. Hmm. All right. Look out. It's Bubak, a.k.a. future Hall of Fame jingle writer. Just, uh, there's not, I mean, come on. There's not many questions. I can't, I can't think of any good, legit Yankees questions at the moment. So, gonna get silly it's gonna get beyond silly i'm sure probably not beyond silly but the whole punishment of holding i don't know maybe it's not punishment of holding sticks of butter i need details are these like just a quarter pound sticks of butter or are we are you doing a full one pound block of butter because I think, in my opinion, the one-pound block of butter would be way better than just a small block of butter. No, you've got it. it Bubak, um, you will be in the Jingle Hall of Fame, and I'd like you to write an opening jingle for John Boy and Jake Radio, something like, they're going to talk about the news, they're going to talk about the sports, John Boy and Jake, something like that, um, just to get us all excited, Bubak. But you're so wrong on the butter thing, just so wrong. It's a stick of butter, you know, that comes in that four pack and you have two sticks and you fully unwrap them and you have to hold them in each hands. That way, the heat of your hand, because you're able to wrap around it so firmly, will start leaving your finger imprints on the butter, which gets to melting it quicker, which it starts dripping down your your things. And then eventually you just kind of have like, you know, a paste in your hand. I mean, you're so wrong, Bubak. It's a really tricky game to keep butter that unmelted yet on your person um, while getting to a baseball game. Um, I've run through the dynamics a few times. But, uh, yeah, no, the Jimmy's image is a Yes Network cut shot to me sitting by myself with two melted sticks of butter in my hand. And, you know, Kester saying something just like long pause and being like, well, well what's this, John? Yeah. Um, do we have a stick of butter bet going on? You see a lot of stuff at a baseball game, huh, Kenny? Yeah. I don't know. I, that that used to be your go-to for a while. And then you got to move your hand up. You're getting a lot of... Uh... Nice. It's gone now. I think it's when you hold the where the cord connects with the mic. Mm. Yeah. At the connector. Yeah. Uh yeah, so do we B 
BBD, do we have a bet going on? Is it like if we get 2,000 reviews, Jake has to do stick of butter? Or is it the bike? I don't recall any long-standing bets at the moment, but I, I can check some logs that totally exist. Okay. There was cool. a someone there was let a, us know. There was a bike around the stadium bet out there. I don't know. I feel like you've been looking for a butter bet. That's kind of just my go-to bet. All right, and we'll get you one. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Nick from Nanuet, New York. Nice little alliteration there. Uh, so with this season in jeopardy, and probably no minor league season, um, that really hurts the development of guys like Debbie and Clark Schmidt, where I feel like it was kind of a prove year, and they could have been relied upon, especially in the uh, 21 season. I think that's a big year for the pitchers. Uh, guys like Tanaka, Pax, Paxton, and Happ are all free agents. Um, so with that loss development of the young young guys, do you think uh, that should be a premium on veterans like that and veteran free agent pitchers? Um, or do you think MLB teams like the Yankees would try to just look to save money anywhere they can and just kind of push the guys along? Thanks. It's kind of interesting how it works. Like Bartolo said he wants to come back if rosters expand to, to 30 a team with a 20-person taxi squad, was it? Yeah, um, you know, would you rather Bartolo Colon on your taxi squad or would you rather Clark Schmidt? I know a lot of people and the younger audience would say Clark Schmidt, but there are people that would say, no, give me the veteran who has poison, has done this before. And then Bartolo is an extreme example because he's 47, but there are probably like 34, 35 year old guys who are quadruple A and MLB experience. You, you know, like a Chris, Chris Capuano and, and the guys that Cash used to pick up all the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who works better for. I do. I think. I think the minor league side of getting hindered is worse for the people, the double A players and the single A players and Siegler who may be hurt, but you know those guys developing more so than Clark Schmidt who's on the forty man or not. But he's going to be part of the taxi squad. If you're not on the taxi squad, you you get hurt. Yeah, and I, I think that's the bigger thing here because I think Clark Schmidt and Davey Garcia, those guys would be on the 20-man bonus crew. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the bigger names in the Yankees system right now, I, I, I think you wouldn't have to worry about them. Um, it, uh, I mean, there's definitely a cutoff, and it's it's that 50-man barrier, and it's it's being old enough and being talented enough. Um, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to go th- – through be pitchers who aren't signed like Aaron Sanchez. I mean, that guy's thrown a lot of MLB innings. I think he's currently unsigned. Um, and if, if baseball comes back with 30 man rosters and pitchers not stretched out, you know, that could, that could be, I won't say good for him, but Andrew Kashner, Jason Vargas, uh, Clay Buckles, uh, you know, these are MLB lever level pitchers. Um, that I mean, at worst case scenario, can throw strikes for two innings, and you kind of, you almost can't say that about the young guys because that's how Major League Baseball works. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about the big prospects or, or anyone that you've got excited about over the past couple years. Uh, there definitely is, because I mean, man, those taxi squads. What are they going to do? The teams on a road trip. There's just 20 guys hanging around scrimmaging. Is it just like? Is it a straight skills contest every day? Uh, so I, It'd be I don't know. Boring. I, gotta be pretty it's boring. It's bizarre. 
Yeah. And then there's the kind of the conversation we had last episode with Lindsay, like if there's only 80 games, they count more. So even though it's a weird season and people won't be like rested, I also don't think Clark Schmidt gets a lot of run if he's on the 30 man roster and just stashed in the bullpen, you know? And I don't yeah. think, I think, you know, he, w- he wouldn't see it. He'd be, see like true slop games or, you know, I mean, if there's an injury, obviously these guys will get called up, but if there's no injuries, I don't see them getting a lot of run. And then it's just, yeah, like they are just fucking in purgatory with like the most health concerns doing live BP over and over again, like spring training for five months, four months. That sucks. People hate spring training after two weeks. Those guys are going to be so miserable. I mean, the safety concerns suck, but at least the starters get to play baseball. Like, Imagine if you live that life and be quarantined yeah. in a hotel and you can't do anything and, and you're just fucking hitting BP and throwing live BP sessions. That sucks. It's a dream or a nightmare. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Ed from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm dying. I'm missing my John and my Susan, but for now, you guys are my John and my Susan. Uh, figure out who's who, I guess. My question is this. The Dodgers gave up two pretty good uh, prospects for Mookie Betts, and it looks like they're going to kind of get the shaft on that. Has there been any talks about taking care of trades like that uh, among Major League Baseball? I know these guys don't want to give up any service time. They want the free agency, all that fun stuff, give me my money. Um, Coincidentally, Mookie lives here too, so that's why I was kind of thinking about it. But uh, if I could get your take on that, I would appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the players won that battle. They won the service time. This year counts as service time, even if a game doesn't get played at all. So, you know, um, you're not going to return the prospects and and in good faith. It's just shitty for the Dodgers and for other teams. Uh, You do have a window where you can negotiate with Mookie before anyone else can. And that's like a tiny, tiny benefit to the trade, but not really worth it. I don't think you would give up those prospects for negotiation rights. So it just sucks. But the players won that battle and service time counts. And it, I mean, it seems easy in concept. I mean, baseball is really bad at take back. So, I mean, we just passed the anniversary of the Armando Galarraga perfect game that, you know, would would have been the last out of the game and seems like the easiest revision ever, but baseball is still terrified to do it because that opens up a can of worms. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it it seems like Boston made out well, but there are an odd amount of moving parts to this uh, because if baseball doesn't get played this year, the CBA is up. If baseball does get played, the free agent money may be crazy down next offseason, and Mookie's been trying to get paid paid, so maybe Mookie wants to come back for one year with the Dodgers. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts to it that um, uh, I I don't even know. I think there's ripple effects that people have thought about, and I think there's ripple effects that people haven't thought about. Uh, as of right now, the Red Sox are doing pretty good. Mookie, everyone's probably going to take one-year deals deals next year uh, because it's going to be so down. 
money is go the free agent signings going to be so down. I, I would guess a, a lot like, you know, Mookie takes a one year deal and then, and then gets his big contract when things are back to normal. If the CBA gets agreed upon and all that, uh, maybe, I mean, it, it would add up because I think, you know, you're not going to see a huge deal. Uh, that's why Christian Yelich signing for 200, whatever million right before Corona is like the best signing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a, a quirky, quirky Jake spin, you know, maybe nobody's ready to roll out the big contract for Mookie, but maybe teams are willing to do a one year thing if that's what Mookie and everyone's landing on. So maybe we do get a crazy Mookie one year contract and maybe it's from a team we wouldn't expect. Um, so I don't know. There's a, <laughs> there is, we are at the tip of the baseball weird iceberg that comes out from whatever this season is, whatever the CBA turns like or looks into. Ooh, I mean, nuts. Yeah. It'll be a while. It's going to be very interesting to follow. It's been interesting to follow these developments. Once the next step, it's just going to get more. The ripple effects will be so interesting. Jimmy, Jake, Sam calling from the Jersey Shore. Uh, it's 2.25. Had a couple alcoholic beverages, and I have a question. Um, I know it's crazy times, pandemic times, and I know we've done a million of these, the barbecue questions, and if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if the Yankees, the 2020 Yankees are on the Zoom call, whose, whose audio is not working, who – doesn't even show up. Who's there 20 minutes early? I don't know. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. If not, totally cool. Peace. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm kind of going, Zoom is so easy because you can do it on your cell phone. I mean, we, we deal with this when we invite guests to come on talking baseball and talking Yanks, and you see who's hooked up and who's not. Are you a gamer? Do you like, uh, you know, Adovino? Do you like the video cameras and the recording systems? Then you're probably easy. Actually, Otto had trouble getting his mic, but he had all the equipment. Um, he got there. You know, we had uh, um, Lance Lynn on, and he didn't have a smartphone. So we just could the only yeah. thing we could do was a phone call. So, um, I mean, all the young guys, like Glaber, he's savvy enough with, especially Zoom, that's easy. Who's having tech problems? Zoom's so easy. Zoom's oddly easy. Um which which does add an element to it. I mean, it's yeah, it, it it turns out into some some generic stuff like Brett Gardner. Um, like Brett Gardner would be like driving. He'd be like, "Is it okay if I took the call on the road?" And it, yeah, he'd yeah. just have the wind. He'd have the window down, like whooshing the whole time. And they'd be like, "Brett, please." He probably never mutes. Just it, yeah. please put it on mute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to put it on mute. Um. And then, uh, I think they're always like, DJ, you can unmute yourself. And I'm not muted. Yeah, no, haven't been. Muted. Right, uh, everyone, everyone here. You got everyone except DJ. I'm, I'm here. He's, he's here. <laughs> Just wax the microphone with a bat. Oh, who gets dolled up? Ooh, who's looking fresh? Obviously, Glaber. I think yeah. he rolled out the new haircut. That's looking pretty tight. Um, Clinton Wade. I'm more of a yeah. Like who are who are the guys that are talking? Who are kind of talking out of place? Like they're like someone's giving like a team leader speech, and everyone's like, I don't know. 
Like Sessa. So, someone's no. like the call's supposed to be wrapping up and they're like, guys, you know, this is a crazy time, but you know, 20, 29 other teams are working towards the goal still. And we need to do that. And everyone's like, ah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Heller. <laughs> That's a good one for that. Heller voicemail app. <laughs> it is. It is the Heller voicemail app. It has been. Okay, here we go. Um, the burn. Do you want me to skip this? I mean, we can hear it. I can talk to the people. Boys, it's Greco. What's going on? It was on one of the episodes of Talking Baseball last week, I think, where you had mentioned a Jakey burn, and I got a little embarrassed and felt bad because... I forgot Jakey Burns existed. It's been eight or nine dang months since we've had one. So, Jake, I think we need a burn of something. Jimmy, we need the burn intro music. Burn the coronavirus. Burn baseball getting shut down. Burn whatever the hell you did yesterday. I think that the entire community just needs a Jakey Burn of something. Thanks, guys. Let's go, Yanks. All you. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you, Nikki Greco, Dallas. Raise up. Yeah, man. I uh, Poppy loves to burn. Uh, we'll see. Ho- hopefully, we get some good news. And I think the goal was to burn the off season as a whole. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can if if we get bad news, maybe I can I can do something a little more ridiculous, burn through Noodles Day or something like that. But burn uh, yourself. We're all hurting. We're all hurting. I'll burn myself. Ben had burn marks. What's up, boys? Isaac from New Hampshire. Long time, first time. Just wanted to call and ask who your favorite one-time Yankee players are. You could maybe do an all-time Yankee team of guys that just played one year as a Yank. No more than one year. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Go Yanks! I wish there was a definitive list of this. Uh, you know, uh, recently you got Holiday, you know, Brandon McCarthy. I just saw him, so I can say him. Uh, you got um, uh, Disco Neal. You got Cameron Mabin, Kutch, Pudge Rodriguez, Lance Berkman, Steve Pierce. Out of all of those, I'm going to go Cameron Mabin. You got muted. I I missed the the final question. It's just guys that were in pinstripes that we'll look back on and one year Yankees. Your favorite one year Yankee. Favorite one year Yankees. Um. Yeah, that's tough, man. Kutch, Kutch is going to be an interesting one down the line because, I mean, he's a guy that won an MVP. His career numbers are going to end up looking pretty nice. Um, he'll be a nice one-year Yankee. Uh, I don't Therese know. was Brandon Drury, Shane Robinson, Echeverria. Oh, but those don't really – those are like, you know, half seasons or whatever. Kendrys Morales. Yes. It was only like a month. Yeah. Same but it was a hell of a month. Felt like a season. I mean, but I think I think Cameron Maven's my favorite. Maven was a blast, man. 
Maven was a blast. Like I, I, I said it a lot while it was happening last year. Like I think Cameron Maven's going to be kind of one of the old guys that shows up at spring training. And it's like, yeah, Cameron Maven is welcome here. The doors are open. I just thought of another, but then I instantly forgot it. Okay. Let me see. I had it on here. It was, um, how about Lance Lynn? Just mentioned him. Yeah. I mean, people aren't happy because his ERA was bad, but he had more. Didn't we do this BBD? He had more good outings than bad outings. Just that's why ERA is stupid. I like Lance. Yeah. Lane. Um, he fell off. He, he came ERA in hot too. Yeah, he came in hot. Brandon Drury. I just thought of someone. There, I mean, there's got to be guys from like the '90s and stuff that I just don't have at the top of my head. Yeah. But. It'd be a, it'd be a cool to see a definitive list of one one year Yankees, but like almost I don't think rental trade deadline guys like Cut should count. Like it should be more like the Disco Neil Matt Holiday guys. I loved Holiday in seventeen. Yeah, he was like huge for Judge Chris Carter. I mean that was gold. Chris Carter loved myself some Chris Carter. I think we're more thankful for Chris Carter than anything else. G Man Choi. Sure. It's Kratzy technically one year, even though it's only like two games. He was good. I don't know. Someone make a definitive list. Jan Jervis Salarte. I mean, before he was his 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 ride was awesome. Never know this. It's a good question. I'd like a definitive list. I think it's gotta be like a hundred games though. Like Ooh, an actual, right. like, full season. Because otherwise you can do prospects that came up then got traded or, you know. 81 games plus, half season. There we go. 81 games. Someone make a definitive list. And then we will all rank them accordingly. And that As will one. be, for pitchers, starting pitchers, got to be 10 starts. 12. It's got to be a sample. I like that question. I'm just not prepared right now to actually go through it. All right. I think that's the end of the I show, did. Jake. You did miss uh, up number three. Ooh. I, I skipped a voicemail? Yeah. It's a guy in the chat, so I want to give oh, it this okay. to you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. My bad. I, gotta, I exited out of the voicemails so i skipped number three my bad here we go look out just passed two and a half beers for the night it's scalzo from madison wisconsin give me cross that off the list please so i was doing a ben heller deep dive and saw he was born in milwaukee also the yankees were supposed to play out here this upcoming week so what's your favorite thing about Wisconsin? Jimmy, I've seen that uh, broken bat sweatshirt before, and uh wondering if there's an interesting backstory there or, or something like that. Well, fingers crossed for some baseball soon. Peace. Uh, ben Heller from Wisconsin. I, I have a broken bat brewing sweatshirt, and uh, the backstory is, Probably not going to excite you that much. Uh, Broken Bat Brewing sent me a six-pack of beers and the sweatshirt. And it's a really comfy sweatshirt, and Katie stole it from me, and it's now hers. 
She likes it a lot. So shout out Broken Bat Brewing. Um, my favorite thing about Wisconsin is obviously the Wisconsin Dells. And that's just clear as day. Nothing better than a summer vacation in the Dells. Ben Heller, 25 games, 25.1 career innings pitched, 2.49 ERA in Major League Baseball. And Jim, even better than that, in his 2020 simulated stats on baseball reference, 14 games, 13 innings, 2.08 ERA. I mean, it's good Ben Heller. It's the best. A cross action. I think Jake froze on us. Oh, he's back. Double freeze. Nice. All right. Well, hey, those are some good voicemails. Covered a lot of ground. They were uh, baseball relevant. And I thought they did, did well. So good job, BBD. You're right. Good, good group of voicemails. What should the theme be? This was clearly the Ben Heller episode. What should uh, next Monday's recording session, Tuesday episode theme be, Jake? We'll let them know. Okay. You going to think of it? All yeah. Right. Sounds good. We'll let you know. Maybe. Probably Five won't. stars. Ben Heller. Go leave a review. You're bored. Goodbye. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.